This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Bet Rivers uh, Betting Weekly podcast on the YouTube channel. And of course, in audio format, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by the two main men. Nigel Seeley, Nigel, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Not bad, not bad at all. Uh, I had a bit of an eye scare last week, but uh, thankfully, I, I thought I was having another detached retina on my right eye because I had one on my left eye. But uh, thankfully, still a few problems with the eyeballs, but uh, nothing to worry about. No um, surgery, which means uh, all systems go. Nothing to stop you uh, finding those winning picks, hopefully. <laughs> well, uh, also joining us, <laughs> also joining us, Jack Wright. Jack, welcome back, mate. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks, mate. Yeah, um, mad busy week, mad busy time of the season, isn't it? So we're ramping it up. It's uh, non-stop, which is fantastic. We love it. So uh, more of the same. Here we go again. And hope you're well, too. <laughs> I'm good, too. Thank you. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, just to give you guys a quick update on where we're at so far this season in terms of our EPL bets. We're on minus uh, 3.66 at the moment, but we are clawing it back after a difficult start to the season. Uh, Nigel, do you want to just add to that a little bit as as you're sort of the main man here leading the charge? Well, I mean, we were um, minus eight units on the first week. We didn't have a winner. <laughs> so so that, as D. Ream said, things can only get better from that from that point of view. Show my age there, Harry. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I always say to anybody who, who um, follows me or in, and I've said it on these podcasts before, and I never really have a bet on the Premier League until after the after sort of about the first week of November. That's the time when I start up up my bets and, and my levels pretty much and my, my season record for my other business as well is pretty much level so far. So I've I would pretty much write off the first two months of the season and like then start from November if you're a professional. But um, yeah it's, it's it's to be expected. And I think as you get into the new year and then the World Cup comes back, the profits will grow and grow. Indeed. Uh, let's dive straight into the picks then. Let's start with uh, Nigel. Bournemouth versus Leicester City. You fancy goals in this one? Oh, I do. I mean, I really do. Whenever whenever um, Leicester play, you've got a fancy goal. So, I mean, they're, they're phenomenal going forward. Defensively, they're about as much use as a chocolate fire guard. The goalkeeper is useless. Um, defensively, they're all over the place, but they've got such attacking flair, in particular James Madison, who's the most creative uh, player in the Premier League from an English perspective, without a shadow of a doubt at the moment, but can't get into that England squad. Uh, if you look at their record, they've scored 14 goals this season in the Premier League, which is more than Manchester United. It's more than Chelsea. Uh, in se- and their eight Premier League games, seven of them uh, over two and a half goals has cashed. Um, they've conceded an alarming amount of goals, 24 goal, uh, sorry, tw- 22 goals, which is the highest in the Premier League. 
And Bournemouth have had their big problems defensively as well. Admittedly, on the road. I mean, they've conceded 16 goals on the road this season. So, admittedly, their, their worries have been on the road. But I'm quite surprised that this is... Um, is quite the price it is. It's minus 125 for the over two and a half goals in this game. I was expecting it to be more around about minus 150, something like that, because I think Leicester just know how to play one way, and that's attack, attack, attack. They don't care about leaving themselves open. If they concede two goals, we'll score four. That's the way they are. Incredibly, the amount of goals they have scored, Jamie Vardy hasn't scored yet, which is amazing when you consider his record in the Premier League over the last few years. Um, but that isn't stopping them. Um, it's a relegation battle. I know that uh, Leicester, with a win here, will cut them out of the relegation zone. And Bournemouth are probably a lot higher in the table than many anticipated. But if you look at their data and you look at the um, the analytical side, you would expect them to be drawn back into the relegation dogfight pretty sooner rather than later. So uh, I think this is an open game. I've got two sides that really, really know how to play, play go at it and high tempo. And if you look at Bournemouth, whenever they take teams that really go at them, they fold defensively. They have this season. Their last few matches, okay, they've changed their system since Scott Parker had, uh, had, had, has been sacked. Gary O'Neill's come in. He wants the job. He's showing it up at the defence. But if you look at the quality of teams they've played, nil-nil draw against Brentford, a very hard-fought draw against Newcastle. But a nil-nil draw against Wolves, well, everyone. Everyone <laughs> keeps Wolves to a clean sheet. So Leicester's, I think Leicester's a really, really, really attacking side that are going to cause Bournemouth problems. And if you look at Bournemouth this season, when they've taken teams that really go at it, they conceded four against Man City. We can't compare Leicester to Man City. We conceded four against Man City. They conceded three against Arsenal. Uh, and they famously conceded nine against Liverpool. And teams who come out on the front foot. So I think there's goals in this game. I think Leicester desperate for the win. I think they go all out attack. And with the defensive frailties Leicester have and the goalkeeper, Bournemouth's objective will be get the ball in the box as quickly as they can from set pieces, corners, rough them up, put pressure on them. And I think over two and a half goals here at minus 125 cashes. Nice one. Uh, Jack, let's come to you, mate. Uh, Newcastle versus Brentford. Uh, you've, uh, you've backed the home side here. Yeah, going for Newcastle at minus 127. Um, felt that was a nice price. I think they've been a little bit kind of uh, undervalued a bit Newcastle here, given the fact that they've got off to a, a decent start and probably better than than what the stats or the, the points suggest. Only lost once this season, got their second win of the season. They've been a bit drawy, I think that's been the problem. But um, they obviously put that right last week with a 4-1 uh, win against Fulham, helped by the red card. Let's not make no bones about it, but they went and uh, it was a good confidence boost. I think a massive thing for them, Callum Wilson back, um, really, really gives them a focal point. So much energy up front, closes down Harry's and obviously scores goals as well. So um, he's back. He's got a new contract uh, under his arm as well. So uh, confidence and, and a, a good mood around the camp. Amiran's um, coming to the party as well. He's, he's scoring goals as uh, too. So uh, kind of a bit of an unsung hero, I think, for, for Newcastle. Him, um, you normally we're talking about like Sigamariash and, and Wilson. I already have done and Alisson Maximan. He's back training as well. So uh, that'll be a fill up if he can um, get some game time in this one. So um, very, very strong at home. They've been super strong under Eddie Howe. They only lost twice in 18 games under Eddie Howe since he took over. Those ones were last season and were against Man City and Liverpool when those two were both flying. So, again, no real disrespect there. They gave Man City a hell of a game 
at St. James's Park already this season. Probably should have won it. Uh, we're obviously 3-1 up, but um, it's, it's hard to keep this City side out at the moment. So ended in a 3-3 draw. Um, and um, so they, they, they kind of should have won. They batted Bournemouth as well. They should have won those games and it's just kind of fallen short. But it's normally been with extenuating circumstances around it, mainly with fitness injuries um, playing a part. So... They've got the guys back. I think Wilson says the main feature here that he is back and he can fire the goals in against his Brentford side that do leave it very open at the back. Um, they're, they're, they're not, you know, they've got a clean sheet, which was kind of heralded by their manager uh, last week because it's so, uh, so rare. Um, um, and, and so they're not the best on the road either. So I think um, they'll travel to Newcastle. Newcastle always backed by the, their, their home crowd, as we know. And we'll go there, front foot, go and attack them. And uh, I can see them put them to bed pretty, pretty easily, to be fair. Although Brentford haven't had the worst record away from home in the season so far, they haven't really played anyone that you'd classify as being kind of up there. And, and Newcastle are just outside the top six at the moment given the fact that they've not even had that best run of results yet, but they can get into it with a win here. And I think they're going to take it. Nigel, you've also gone uh, for Newcastle to beat Brentford. Do you want to just uh, share your reasons why? Yeah, pretty much the same as Jack, really. I mean, the same sort of stats. Um, Newcastle unbeaten at home this season. Really, I know they've, they've had a lot of draws, three draws in them, but one of them was a 3-3 draw against Manchester City, the only side that really, really tested Man City this season in probably the game of the Premier League season so far. Um, I think if you look at, uh, at at Brentford, you know they they always seem to be a side that me. I want to be with them at home rather than away. Mm. I think they play with such high temper at home. Uh, I think the crowd get right behind them at home, and I think they're a really really tough team to beat at home. But away from home, I don't trust them. And uh, you know they haven't won a game away from home yet in the Premier League this season. A lot of draws again. I mean, drew against Leicester, uh, drew against Crystal Palace, and drew against Bournemouth. But uh, they haven't won a game, and that would be a concern for me. And when you look at um, Newcastle's home record this season, they're unbeaten again, draws, as I've said. But the two draws where they really probably disappointed the most and really didn't put the, put the chances that they created away against Crystal Palace and against Bournemouth. They drew 0-0 on 1-1. Callum Wilson didn't play in those two games. The fact that he's back makes this side a very, very much attacking option. It sort of goes with my sort of pre-season future but I, I quite like Callum Wilson each way if he was fit to be a top goal scorer in the Premier League and Harlan's got that in the bag already but uh, <laughs> Callum Wilson may, may, may um, I, could, I reckon Harlan could get injured now and still win it but um, for the season <laughs> but um, uh, Callum Wilson if, he, if he, he's always a goal threat whenever he's fit and whenever he plays and Brentford are my team that I thought might struggle this season I still think they will I still I think they have enough about them to stay up but I still think they're going to finish in the bottom half of the table rather than the top half and Newcastle aside they're going upwards in my opinion and I think that, that just the price they're offering uh, is a little bit too attractive um, I would expect money to come for Newcastle minus 127 I would expect them to start around about minus 136 so a little bit of value for me on Newcastle fully strength full, it's full strength Cannon Wilson back in the side unbeaten at home feel good factor around St James's Park and Brentford without a win and a long journey up to Newcastle. I fancy Newcastle get the win. Seems a solid pick to me. Uh, Jack, let's come to you. Brighton take on Tottenham Hotspur. Roberto De Zerbi uh, mm. comes into this off the back of a decent result at Anfield last time up. Yeah, I think he must have been thinking, well, this is easy, the Premier League, 2 nil up, 17 minutes at Anfield. Now what everyone's talking about. It's a breeze. Um, obviously, they, they then conceded a couple and then actually ended up going behind, but showed some resolve to go and... Uh, find another goal and get a 3-3 draw, which is never a, a bad result, is it, away at, uh, away at Liverpool? So, um, 
I think it's a good appointment. Um, listening to what he said, he's he's been very full of praise for for Graham Potter and the work that he's done at Brighton, and rightly so. Um, really got them as now a, a, a solid top ten probably even higher and, and we've well documented over the the shows that we've been doing here Brighton's issues with scoring goals that they created lots they look pretty Potter got them nice and defensive uh, defensively sound uh, and say up until the, the weekend just gone they only conceded five which I think was the best defensive record in the in the league so um, be interesting to see the the balance that Deserby brings to that obviously he's got that reputation as being that attack minded um, coach so um, that will be uh, of interest and if he can get the balance right uh, but I say he's obviously got the grounds for um, well laid already and uh, so he has said that he only needs to tweak a couple of little bits and put his own personality on it a little bit rather than kind of rip up and start again it's quite rare you go into a job of that nature where things are rosy, isn't it? They haven't got to like go and change things and scrap them out of the relegation zone. It's just a case of kicking on. So um, very good. Interesting to see they've scored eight goals in the last two games. So if they can find that, say uh, the, the key to the lock of, of scoring goals, we know that they've got an absolute chance of breaking in, in and around that top six. So they're, they're sitting fourth at the moment, which is fantastic. Um, the key thing for this bet, uh, so I'm, I'm taking um, a, a tie no bet, draw no bet, zero on the Asian handicap, whichever we want to play it. Uh, it's minus 104. Um, look, they're playing Spurs, so it's not going to be easy. But for me, this is right smack bang in the, in the middle of two Spurs massive games. They're, they've gone to Germany on Tuesday night. They've obviously lost the North London derby. I better mention that quickly. They lost the North. I don't know if you call that a result, Harry. They lost the North London derby last weekend, and um, obviously gone to Germany nil nil um, uh, on Tuesday night. And they've got uh, again the return leg was such um, on this coming week uh, on, on Wednesday. So um, a little bit of tired legs, I think. A little bit of kind of tired emotions there as well. It's interesting that uh, Antonio Conte's gone on record saying that they need another one or two windows yet before they can challenge in uh, in the league and in Europe. So he's sort of making those noises already. Um, so interesting uh, few games ahead. So I just think this might well be a good time to be playing Spurs for Brighton, who have obviously had a, a full week's rest. Um, and a chance to work on this game under Deserby. This is uh, kind of it's got, uh, first sort of real proper few days solidly on the training ground. So it'll be interesting to see how things go. Um, Spurs haven't won away in four attempts, uh, the last four attempts this season as well. They've only won one of the last four in total home and away. Um, and that one was against Leicester. So a bit of a gimme at that point of time. So um, for me, um, for a side like Brighton have won two of the last four meetings between these two sides, including the last one. They've got it in them to go and get a good result here. I've played the, the said the Tino bet. So we've got that on side as a safety net. If it does end all square, we get a re- refund on our stake. Um, but I think they've got a very good chance at home against this Spurs side that will be a little bit leggy to go and get the three points and uh, cash this ticket for us. Of all your picks this week, this is the one I'd most like to see come off. Uh, I'm not going to deny. Uh, Nigel, really? let's uh, let's uh, come over to you. Uh, no, actually, that I, yeah, I might just, yeah, <laughs> I might have given something away there. Uh, let's come back to you, Nigel. Chelsea uh, take on Wolverhampton Wanderers. Graham Potter uh, has got his feet under the table now. Yeah, he started doing well. Um, I was sort of slightly concerned whether it was a, a good move for him at this time of his career. Not for the, the fact that I don't rate him as a manager, it's the fact that I thought Chelsea was a, a bit of a, 
a club in, in turmoil. And um, I thought we probably needed someone who with a bit more experience of Champions League football and sort of managing teams at that level. But Potter has gone in and done well, really well. I mean, he should have had all three wins out of three, shouldn't he, really? Salzburg scored very late on in the, the in his opening game to deny him three points in a 1-1 draw. They went to Palace, hard-fought game and 1-2-1. And he got the best performance of the season in a 3-0 win uh, against AC Milan uh, in midweek. Um, the interesting thing for, for Chelsea under him is that Aubameyang has started to score goals, which is, which is interesting because I feel that Aubameyang... I still am a huge Aubameyang fan. I think he's he's a natural goal scorer in the Premier League. I think the way he ended at Arsenal was really sad from both parties, for the player and for the club. Uh, he went to Barcelona, proved what he was all about, the goals he scored. And I feel with him in the team, rather than Havertz playing as a centre-forward or Werner or Lukaku, Chelsea offer a much bigger attacking threat. And if he can get him going and scoring goals, which he's been you know, back-to-back games where he scored, I feel that Chelsea will be more of an attacking threat. He shored up the defence a little bit. If you look at the, you know, they, they look really, really solid uh, against Milan. Uh, they, he's made that defence a little bit solid because they looked they look dodgy, didn't they, in the last few games against Tuchel. That was what Tuchel built, the whole success on that rear guard action. But he's, he's shored up the defence a little bit. And they play Wolves, which we know my feelings about Wolves. We know that I, I can't bear to watch them play football. I know that uh, they've sat the manager. We know there's a new manager coming in. Uh, we expect it to be um, Lopetegui from Seville. Um, and it was about time they sat the manager because it was dire to watch for Wolves fans, for any neutral, for anybody involved. It was terrible. But I feel that this fixture... If you want to bounce back, they want to be at home. The fact they're going to Chelsea, I don't think they'll be able to keep capable, capable of changing their tactics in a game like this because Wolves' first attitude is a beat. Let's get a nil-nil draw, which they've done before at Chelsea. The only downside for this play is that Wolves have a very good record against Chelsea, especially in recently. These in the last four matches, the last two seasons, Chelsea haven't beaten them. Uh, and they've kept it really, really tight and frustrated. And that's why Wolves will not change their tactics in this game because they, it's worked previously. So why do they need to be a bit more expansive? They don't. You know, they, they, they frustrated Chelsea in the past. Let's try to do exactly the same and try and nick a nil-nil draw. That is what they're going to come there and do. But I don't think they're good enough to do that. And I think with Aubameyang in the side, Chelsea will offer something. And I feel the best way here, Chelsea are minus 240 on the money line. Some books are minus 270, but plus 110 to win to nil. It's, I think it's a big, big, big big difference. And when you consider that Wolves haven't scored in their last three road matches, only scored one goal on the road this season, and have only scored three goals in total in the Premier League, and they could still be playing now from last Saturday against West Ham, and they still wouldn't have scored. I think it's a big, big difference. I think minus 260, 250 to win a game, and plus 110 to win to nil. About the lowest scorers in the Premier League, the dullest team in the Premier League, and a team that offers nothing in attack. We have one objective, and one objective only is to come here and get a nil-nil draw. I think plus one ten is too big. Yeah, it certainly feels too big. Uh, let's come back to you, Jack, uh, for what is without question the standout game, at least on paper, in the Premier League this weekend. Uh, Arsenal take on Liverpool at Emirates Stadium. It's just crazy to me to think where the two teams were last season and that now Arsenal are available at these types of odds uh, in this game. So talk to us about your pick and uh, and the reasoning behind it. Yeah, I just had to get on on board with this one. As I say, I've gone gone with Arsenal, and again, it's another Tino bet. <laughs> I toyed with the idea of going Arsenal straight up win, but um, you know, to say to, to to get them on board now and have the safety net of, of a draw, 
um, I was I was very very happy to take. You, know, so you look at Arsenal. For me, they've been sparkling this season as as a neutral. I've enjoyed watching them every time I've seen them. I'm sure you, as a as a, a passionate fan, have enjoyed watching what you've seen from them this season. Um, it was thrown out as a big test. Are they going to be able to bounce back from the kind of missing out on Champions League places last season? Well, they've answered that perfectly well. The big test last weekend, North London derby. Would they able to beat uh, or you know compete and beat a, a, a previously unbeaten Tottenham side absolutely they could yes there was the red card but for me Arsenal were a better side leading up to that um really dynamic performance full of vibrant um pressing um intense play and and, and uh, I think Spurs struggled with that obviously Spurs got a penalty to get back in the game but other than that um I was very very impressed by Arsenal seven wins from eight games you can't really ask for more than that they've scored in each and every single game they've scored two plus in seven of their eight games as well and the one they did lose, obviously, was Manchester United, which kind of, I suppose, raised the questions about oh, about the you know when they're playing the bigger six sides, the inferiority complexes, and all the rest of it. But I felt again, I felt that Arsenal were the better side on the day. They had an unlucky goal ruled out when it was nil uh, nil, and and had a you know two or three very good chances in that, and uh, obviously ended up losing. But you know, I haven't taken too much scope in that. Twenty goals this season, only Man City has scored more. Um, only Man City have had more shots on target than than Arsenal this season. Um, they average more shots than anyone else at home, um, which obviously where this one's being played at the Emirates. Um, scored eleven at home and say one one all four. So looking really good. Jesus is is just like come into the side and and knit it all together. Saka's now starting to look look like the player that he was sort of eighteen months ago, twelve months ago. Um, Martinelli's nailed down that that spot on the left hand side. They're just looking a really very 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 um, exciting side going forward, and they're creating chances and they're taking chances as well, which is the main thing. And they've even got like Granite Jack has obviously kind of been a bit reborn as well. He's 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 getting involved in the forward play. Um, they've kind of obviously modelled themselves under Arteta a bit under the Man City. Um, thing I wouldn't say that's a sort of disrespectful at all. It's just the fact that something that's worked, and he's and he's managed to get some brilliant signings in to make it work. Zinchenko, obviously, left side playing narrow, inverted as a fullback. All those kind of things are just really making Arsenal look the real deal at the moment. This is obviously a big test. Is it as big a test as it would have been last season? You'd arguably say no, no, it isn't because Liverpool are looking a little bit wobbly. We've already mentioned them once on the show. Um, you know, two down after 17 minutes against Brighton last weekend. Yes, they came back from it, but then they still threw away a winning position at Anfield. And this is away, and they've not looked good away from home. Opening day of the season set the tone 2 2 against Fulham. Lucky to get a point there. Um, they uh, also um, obviously famously went to Napoli and got absolutely torn to shreds. Um, and again, obviously went to Man United in the league and got beat there as well. And I just feel that. Um, Arsenal will go along that similar sort of template. Lots of energy, pressing, looking to cause issues and problems at the back for Liverpool, who do look a little bit shaky. I, I think Arsenal would have liked to, Liverpool to get a little bit of a tef, tef, tougher test against Rangers midweek, which wasn't really the case. Um, and obviously, Arsenal have got their game to come up in the Europa League, but I'd imagine it will be heavily rotated. Would you think two, three of the first 11 will be playing in that? Yeah, game? I, I think you probably only see one. Um, yeah, I think the only one you'll probably see is is probably Granite Xhaka, just because there are a couple of injuries in that midfield area with regards to Arsenal's depth that maybe will force that. But I think everybody else will will be fresh. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it was similar last time, wasn't it? Martinelli and Xhaka and, and maybe Gabriel, I can't quite remember, but it was it was that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, like I say, I think that they, they just set up for this. I think they're set up to, to win this. Um, draw, 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 draw no bet, tie no bet. I'm going to take that on board. Um, I say I think they'll get at Liverpool and, and give this a real real proper go. And uh, I say we've got, the, we've got the draw on side. As, again, there's another push if it, if it falls that way. But, you know... If I had to choose one or the other to win, I'd definitely 100% be on Arsenal's side in this one. Nigel, anything to add on this one? I'm not so sure. I'm mm. not so sure. I mean, it's it obviously, I feel there's a couple of factors here, which I'm not so sure. The first thing is that last season when the two met, Liverpool were even money to win the game. So you said the price, what they are, that they the, the season they've started has been factored into the price massively. But Arsenal were plus 270 to win the match. And now they're like plus 150 or plus 160. The, the two factors I'm slightly concerned about, one of them is that Arsenal seem to have some psychological block when they play Liverpool. It's been there for years. They've only won one in the last 20 matches. I know you can argue, you can argue, you turn around and say that Arsenal are a great, a, a, you know, a much better improved side, but there's some kind of psychological block when they play. You've only got to see that show, the, the Arteta with, on, the, on the thing when he's playing You'll Never Walk Alone when the player's coming onto the pitch in the car park. That shows you how much is in his head. There's a team that he's a former Everton player, he's a former Arsenal player. There's something psychological about Liverpool that. Arteta, the, the, the ruckus he had with Klopp, I don't know whether Klopp winds him up or something, but there's something definitely, definitely in that psyche between the two of them. And this, to me, is Liverpool seasoned in the Premier League now. I think if they don't win this game or they don't get anything this way, how can they, how can they, how can Man City drop those points and how can they close the gap on Arsenal? So I feel it's a huge, huge match for Liverpool. Massive, massive, massive match for Liverpool. And just because of the history that Liverpool have played so many big games and players are big game players, I wouldn't rule them out winning this. I know from the season, I know from the season and what we're saying, the goals they got and, and, and the way that Liverpool have been playing defensively, I understand it. I understand it all. But I just feel if the money comes down for Arsenal in the build-up, which I expected to, I think Liverpool become a price where I've just got to play. Nothing to do with what we've seen, nothing to what we do. I can't argue with what, the way Arsenal have played and the way Arsenal have played, but I just feel that there's some kind of so Liverpool have just got into these these Arsenal players, Brian. And it's just if it's just the public money come, I just think that Liverpool will become a bet. Um, I know they're not not playing very well, but if they lose this game, well, no, I mean, you know, it's going to they are so far they are so far off the pace from everybody. So I'm slightly concerned about that. But the one thing I, I definitely think is goals. I mean, I can't see how there can't be any goals. I mean, minus one sixty two is the low price for over two and a half goals. But if you like, yeah. Your odds are minus money that you, that's got to be in the board. I went through some correct scores in this game. I mean, Liverpool involved in the three-three draw um, at the weekend. Um, there's been two three-three draws in this match in the last sixteen games, seventeen games between the two of them. Um, both of them score goals. Both of them can see goals. Arsenal at home, both teams have scored in every single home game, and they've scored you know over two and a half goals as cash. So we expect goals. It'll be like a cup game. If Liverpool go two or two one behind, they're going to throw everything. They can't lose this game. So you've just got to see goals. To throw some freaky scores in. Three three was forty five to one. I saw with one bookmaker. I mean, that's a big price, really. Three three forty five. That's a big, big price. Considering there's been a three three last week for Liverpool and two three threes. We've had a four four in this fixture. We've had a five five in this fixture in recent years. So you've got to think there's goals. You've got to think there's goals. So in a game with loads of goals and both teams are going to concede, it's a trader's paradise. In running, it's a trader's paradise. So one minute, Arsenal can be on top. The other reason that, that uh, Liverpool can be on top. I thought Arsenal were brilliant last week against Tottenham, but then they took their foot off the gas. 
Tottenham had much the better of the, the second half, the first, the second half of the first half. Then obviously the player gets sent off and Arsenal completely dominate for the second half. But I think the first half, the first 20 minutes, Arsenal are brilliant. The last 15, 20 minutes or so, I think Tottenham are the better side. I think Liverpool have got a game in them. They've got a game in them. And um, I feel that um, this will be, this will be, a, I think Liverpool will, will, will come out with something to prove here. So I'll be quite worried. But Jack's the man on this one. It's his pick. For me, I, I'll be worried because I think it's goals. It's a big, big game and it's coming up on Sunday. Uh, so make sure uh, you do check that one out. Uh, guys, uh, that's it. That, those are our picks for this weekend. Thank you both uh, so, so much. Anything uh, for anyone to add before we, uh, we say farewell? No, just uh, just all the guys are doing really well. The midweek card, uh, Jack and George on the, uh, on the on the championship and the English championship done exceptionally well. The French boys are smashing it. The the the, the, um, the uh, American boys on the Amazon are absolutely smashing it as well. So we're all doing right on the football, moving up on the upward curve, uh, almost up to ten thousand subscribers on YouTube, which is a fantastic achievement, and one and a half million views, which is phenomenal. So thank you for everybody for uh, downloading us and watching our shows. Any feedback, please put them on the feedback. I'm always happy to hear your thoughts and uh, share your bets with us as well. Because one thing I've learned in this business, you, you you learn something every day. You listen to wise people, and you learn something every day. So hopefully, we're giving you a bit of wisdom, and you can learn something from us and uh, cash tickets indeed indeed make sure you're subscribed to the bet rivers youtube channel as nigel says uh, approaching ten thousand subscribers on there make sure uh, you're subscribed to us on the audio platforms is that if that's the way that you prefer to consume the content give the guys uh, the handicappers that is is a joint handle a follow at because we win and we'll be back very soon with more because we win until next time take care all the best goodbye Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.